Hi, I'm Lindsay McAllister. I'm the founder of the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation and I'm the writer and director of If Not Me Who. Okay. I am Violin Corradi. Uh, I am the composer, soundscape designer and musical director for the same show as Lindsay. <laughs> and my name's Lee Jane Gibbs. I'm one of the select performers in the show. Okay, cool. And, and today we're we're talking a few things. Like, um, first of all, why don't we have an overview of what the show is, what the shows are, what the, the theatre festival is. Um, maybe we can start with you, Lindsay. So Theatre Bites is a really exciting programme which is part of Artistry Selects. Uh, and I was given the opportunity to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year and to select some work that I thought would be really good for a Hong Kong audience and specifically a Squire audience. And so I selected four shows that we, we brought from the UK. So it's all British theatre and then I also managed to get Swire to commission a piece that I wrote because I can't bear the thought of doing a theatre festival and not having a piece of my own work in there. So um, maybe you can talk about like the five shows and then your one at the end because I understand that um, Lee and Violin you're, you're involved with the last show the one that's uh, Lindsay doing right? Correct. Yeah okay so start with the other four first like what are they about why did you pick them right? So I wanted to create I wanted to create a festival where um, it really focused Focused on the skill and the talent of the performers, not all the stuff that you put on top. And so all the, all the pieces are quite simplistically done. Uh, they've all got very strong storylines, very strong characters. The first show, Sitting by Catherine Parkinson, uh, and you may recognise the name Catherine Parkinson because she's quite a well-known British actress who's been in quite a number of films, a lot of theatre work. Uh, this is her first show that she's written uh, and it's quite interesting it's about a group of three individuals who are sitting to have their portrait painted and if it, it, you sort of think mm, they're all individuals but actually as the performance progresses you realize that they're all actually linked and it's quite cool the way that she's written it so that it's the performers are actually speaking to the audience as though the audience is the artist. Right, okay. Uh, then there's another two pieces that are highly physical by very young, very hungry companies. So the first is, I don't know if you've seen Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Ah, if you've seen Peaky Blinders, <laughs> then you know the genre. Right. So it's sort of gangland, UK, 1950s. It's quite raw, very energetic, very minimalistic costumes and it looks at more the sort of gangland from a female perspective so it's a little bit little bit um, a little bit different to what you'd expect uh, the third piece is Our Man in Havana, which is based on the Graham Greene novel, 1950s sort of spy novel. And theirs is really cool because the only prop they use in the entire show is an old-fashioned vacuum cleaner. And they, they sort of, they transform it from one thing into another thing. So it becomes a propeller blade, it becomes, it becomes a costume, it becomes a, uh, like, like part of a ship. So it's, it's, it's an amazing transformation. Then the fourth show is absolutely, totally different. So that's an LGBTQ show called No Kids. And Nia and George, who are the co-creative directors of the company Ad Infinitum, are a real-life couple. And it 
The show is is sort of inspired by a conversation they had where they talked about whether they should actually bring a child into the world. And so then they created a show. And it's all set to a Madonna soundtrack. So it is really, it's very, very interesting. You have me going until the Madonna's now. <laughs> now I'm like, I have to see this, right? Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. And finally, your, your show, the one that you've written, what, what's it called? <laughs> it's Not Me Who is a show about climate crisis. Right. Uh, and it was inspired by my son, who's a climate scientist and glaciologist. And so for years and years, he's talked to me about climate change, but he's done it in a very factual, very sort of statisticy sort of way, which I don't respond to terribly well as an artist. Yeah. Um, and so when I was thinking about creating a piece about climate crisis, I wanted it to be more the human side, the human stories, and I wanted the audience to really feel something rather than just be like preached at and told you shouldn't be doing this which is one of the things you do associate with yeah, climate change okay so um i understand you you have some help with this as well i absolutely so, have uh, so what you have a your very own soundtrack composed by violin so why don't you um tell us a bit about like your process well, how did how did Lindsay come to you and, and what's the ideas that you came up with uh, writing the music for this show well, uh, already we know we share together uh, this love of the planet because the, it all stems from this. And uh, the idea of this show is it's like a, a mission, if you will, that to assist the audience into feeling connected or regaining their connection again to Mother Nature because uh, from my point of view, the way I see us as uh, humanity, I don't think we have lost our mind in regards to Gaia, to Mother Earth. I think we lost our heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. So because uh, yeah. do you hurt what you feel connected to? So it's all this, all these uh, reflections that uh, I tried uh, my best to convey through uh, music architectures and songs and uh, ambiances. Okay. Yeah. So is there a continuous soundtrack throughout the whole play? Yes, yeah. wall to wall. Yeah. So, okay. uh, that, like I said, so it's uh, music per se, like with melodies and uh, songs as well as much as soundscapes okay. per se. So when you say soundscapes, you mean like like sound effects, like waves Envi and, yeah, and environments okay. weaved in with um, instruments and all this. So uh, I love doing this as well. So it was a great opportunity to do this with Lindsay. Okay, cool. So you've been working very closely together to figure out oh how to God, make everything yes. work. Right? <laughs> We're practically married now. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you. And, and of course, um, it's a continuous music, so there's no room for mistakes here, right? <laughs> Absolutely no room for mistakes. <laughs> okay, so how's it how's it worked? The pressure of doing it. How was the feeling? The process of you working through and learning this. Um, so it's it's you know it's been a great it's been a great experience. Obviously, uh, getting to know everyone, getting to know Vio and Lindsay as well. Um, you know, it's intense at times because you do have to, as a performer, to to bring across what is written on script or in song. It's it's difficult. You've got to deep dig deep to kind of find the emotion within the words and the phrasing and and everything. Um, so that, you know, it'd be tiring, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The rehearsal space is okay. basically... So I, I arrived here a bit early, so I managed to see a little bit of, of the play, and it seemed like you... The, the style of drama you're going for is very symbolic. It's like lots of shapes and movements more than kind of like dramatic acting, right? 
Yeah, I, you know, I think under Lindsay's direction, obviously Vio's musical direction, um, it's more about conveying a message, not, you know, song and dance and movement and big props and screens and everything. It's about the subtlety in the messages that is written in the script and the score. And, you know, that's our job as an artist to kind of bring that, you know, out and, and let it be heard. But it, there's there's quite a quite a variation of different styles and different genres. So so the part that you came in on, uh, well you heard one of the songs, a little bit of one of the songs. There are actually a couple of other songs that are quite upbeat. One of them looks at first world problems right. and sort of pokes a little bit of fun at the fact that you know you know one pillow is too low for me, two pillows are too high, which is actually something my husband said to me, which is why I actually put it into the song. Right. And and then I've also quoted myself in the song because I do have a lot of a lot of first world problems. But actually, at the end of that song, we go back to the fact that the the first world problems actually are the fact that we're essentially quite greedy. Um, you know, we're depleting the planet. So I think all of the messages in the show it might start out as quite sort of comedic and quite light-hearted, but then there's always a little bit of a punch in the gut at the end of it because we want to convey. A message, mm -hmm. but we were trying to do it in a, in a way that's maybe a little bit different, a little bit more playful than you would normally associate. So when I've been saying to people, "Oh, I've created a musical comedy about climate crisis," right. people are like, "You did what? <laughs> you know, because how can you possibly create a musical comedy about climate crisis? Because right, yeah, yeah. it's climate crisis." Mm -hmm. But hopefully, the way that we deliver the information will make people hopefully reflect on their own lives. I mean, it certainly made me reflect on my life. Um, there's also quite a few actors on stage as well. Like, how, what's the process of working with them? How, how, how's rehearsal been going for you? Great. Um, it's, you know, it, it, rehearsal periods are always long. Um, but uh, we did, to start off the rehearsal, um, our very first rehearsal, we came in and we did some um, some improv stuff and some fun games to kind of get to understand, you know, each other and why we're here. Um, and obviously, as you know, you're working intimately in this space together um, and, and creating together, we are workshopping, we're having to input you know, to kind of bring this to life. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's... Okay, is it a, a smaller cast? I know Yap yeah. Productions are normally huge. <laughs> so this is... this is thousands. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this must be much... Have you worked for Yap before? No, I haven't. This okay. is my first. first time. Yeah, yeah, first time. It certainly won't be a last. Right. We love working with Lee. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I guess it's a much smaller cast than you. Yeah, it's only a cast of six. So, yeah. um, you know, we each get a we each get a moment, you know, to shine and to kind of bring our... bring what we do best to the table, which is, you know, it's, it's really nice. It's a great group everyone's so different and unique in their own you know in their own ways it's yeah it's something okay, that's really cool. nice inspiring cool before i finish up and i like asking this question like what's the a number one reason a favorite moment in the uh this play for example Vincy's play that you'd like the audience to pay attention to what's a, a special moment to you uh in terms of uh, moving. The first time I heard Joanne's story, I was moved to tears. Like, I kid you not. I, being a mother myself and thinking of losing my, you know, my family. Like, I just, it, and even doing the piece as well, you know, I do get, I get taken away when I'm into it and into the space and the, and the, um, the script, the narrative. You get re, I, I know that this will move people to tears. I know it. Okay. I know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
as a co-mother of this show, it's <laughs> it's challenging to say I I prefer this kid to this one. Yeah. So I think it's the whole. Okay. I don't have a, a favorite really. It's uh, I think every moment is a pearl mm -hmm. and diamonds, and lots of diamonds in there, and uh, yeah. The, so I love it all. Like it's a short play, so that you can. It's fifty you can, minutes. Yeah, so you can it. absorb it all. Like you're yes. allowed to say that. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I think the most magical thing for me is when I've written something and I see it coming to life. So, because obviously I've got an idea of what it's going to look like and sound like and be like in my head. But I think the most magical thing is when I'm working with a group of people and we're devising something, then it turns out very differently to what I made, what I originally thought. And similarly, when I'm writing a lyric or I'm writing an idea for a song and then Vio gives me some, you know, magical rendition that I was just like, wow, I would never in a million years have thought that it would be that amazing. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> some love on the table right now. <laughs> okay. There's always lots of love okay. in the app show. Yeah. Finally, let's uh, find out when is it, where is it, where to find more information, where to buy tickets. <laughs> So, uh, If Not Me Who is part of the Theatre Bites programme. The Theatre Bites programme runs from the 10th to the 22nd of June. Uh, it's all based in the artistry venue, which is in Cambridge House in Taiku. And tickets will be available through the Taiku social app. Okay, awesome. Thanks everyone for Thank joining you. me. And I look forward to your Thank place. You. Thank you.